Welcome to the Exhibitionist Podcast. I'm Catherine from Cultural Wednesday. And I'm Vicky from Museum Mum. Together, we're your co-hosts on this friendly insider's guide to the best exhibitions, museums, historic places to visit in London and beyond. Between us, we visit hundreds of cultural places a year. We're here to share what we've seen, so you know what's worth the travel. Get ready to fuel your curiosity and wanderlust with the exhibitionists. Hey, Catherine, how are you doing? I'm very well. Well, I'm not very well, actually. I've um, I've had COVID. I, I still have COVID. I've been asleep for for many, many days this week. You're lucky I'm awake. Um, I am very lucky. Is this your, am I right? Is this your first bout? It is my first bout, yes. So I've done done well to avoid so far. Yeah, possibly the last person in the UK. <laughs> I know that will be that will be Mr. Mr. CW, who is upstairs cowering in his study, hoping not to get it, especially oh. as he has a, a business trip in uh, ten days' time. And how has it bitten you badly? How have you been? I've been I've been absolutely knocked sideways. I've never been this ill for this long ever in my entire life. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, so, and... But I've been asleep, so it's not been, you know, I've not been in pain or anything. I've just been not present. Oh, well, it's good to see you on the screen and also hear your voice. Yes. And... How are you? Yeah, yeah, I am, I'm all right, actually. I, you always ask me this question and I, my mind always goes blank when people ask me how I am. But no, I'm very good. Um, it's obviously a really exciting time for culture at the moment. There's just so much opening and it's been nice to get the kids back to school and in a routine and to be able to start getting out there and, and seeing more shows and things. So yeah, I'm in a good mood. Excellent. Should we start to talk about the exhibitions that we want to see, have seen this autumn? I mean, that's the thing, because we said, let's let's do our favourite shows. And first of all, there is just so much to see. Secondly, there's a lot of um, fashion shows. And I think we should start by saying we're go- we think we're going to do a whole episode about London's best fashion shows. So if we don't mention one of your fa- favourite fashion shows, tune into that one, because hopefully you'll hear it discuss them. Um, and there's still more opening. So I think this is a really emerging list of what we've really seen and what we've enjoyed and what we've thought about it. And I'm quite excited to hear, compare notes, basically. <laughs> Which is the first show you'd like to uh, suggest? My absolute favourite is Franz Howells at the National Gallery. Uh, it's just, it's magnificent. It's And it's fun. So Franz Howells, painted around 400 years ago in the Netherlands. Uh, He only painted portraits. And you have rooms filled with 50 portraits or 50 paintings of people. And everybody's laughing. Absolutely everybody is laughing. You feel that when the gallery is empty and everybody's gone home, that the people are going to step out and they're having the most outrageous party every night it's it's joyous absolutely joyous have you seen it yes I did get to see this one and uh, I'll be honest I was um I wouldn't call myself a kind of grand uh, old masters uh kind of person but I love a good exhibition uh so I went in I think I'll give it a go and I came out really elated actually I thought it was I think it's a fantastic show even if you wouldn't naturally gravitate towards that kind of work um I mean first of all 
the people, like you said, you know, uh, even if they're a bit grumpy, they, they've got so much personality to them. They feel like people that you could bump into or walk past in the streets. I mean, maybe with less ruffs and moustaches, depending on which part of London you're in. I want those for us. In the shop, they are selling not ruffs, but collars, frilled collars. Do not think that I have not been Googling how to make a frilled collar. <laughs> I, I can see you in some of those. I thought they were brilliant because they were the first thing that you see, you saw when you came out. So yes, even though they're dressed very differently to today, then they they just had such such character and, and warmth to them that I, I really, really enjoyed them. Uh, but also what I found really because a lot of shows you go to you learn more about the artist and things like that and it's about kind of putting their their work into that context but with him it, it doesn't they don't really know anything about him do they like the first room is like it's it yeah. could almost be his last room there's there's no you don't see like a sort of starter he's a bit of a mystery isn't he yeah no absolutely and I think that that's sort of he's he's almost there as a sort of a, a chuckling presence in the background and also these were a lot of these were formal portraits you know, they're, they're things for people to be handed down the generations and to show. And the fact that he still managed to, imbi- you know, um, sort of give warmth and personality to these oh, people. absolutely. There's one that's um, it's the gathering of the George, the Guild of St. George, I think. It's the first, the first time it's ever travelled out of Harlem. And so a very formal gathering of, of men doing a serious job. And they're all they're they're chatting and they're smiling and they're yeah. You, you Is this can, the one with the upturned glass and there's oysters being consumed and yeah, they're kind no, of clicking yeah. their fingers and yeah, I mean it's, this, it's great. This, this is it because I think it's the composition, like as a group portrait. It's, it's almost in some ways, his. They remind me of like photography, you know, in terms of because obviously capturing a smile in a painting is a very hard thing to do because it's quite easy to make a smile like a grimace, yes, and or he, a smirk. He ne- yeah, exactly. And he never does that. He always kind of gets it right. Um, but so yeah, this kind of group portrait, which you would imagine would be men sat around a table, you know, carrying chains of office or whatever it is they do, they're just having a really nice night out by the looks of it. Yeah, no, absolutely. It all just looks so fun. There's a, there's at one point there's a portrait of a man, and he's he's holding his fur trimmed glove up to you as if to go, look at my glove. And that's the thing. And I think also, the, so the clothing obviously is quite important, but also the the way that he paints these, I think is really, really interesting. So um, he, apparently he, in his lifetime, he was very well renowned and obviously esteemed and, uh, and commissioned for lots of work, although he, by the end that style was going out. But he's very much rediscovered in the 19th century by Impressionists. And you can kind of see why, because the brushwork in it is is like amazing. Like the way that he just suggests all of this detail in these ruffs and the gloves and, you know, the embroidery. Yeah. And then you get up close and it's just like he's literally just splattered a few bits on and it, it's quite magical. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's incredible. Um, a must-see. And after it's after it's been in London, it's going to go on tour to Amsterdam and Berlin so you can follow it around. But it is, it's at the National Gallery. It's on until January the 21st. So you've got quite a long time and it costs £20. Oh, and also what's worth mentioning about that one um, is it's half price for National Art Pass holders, but on a Friday, 
anyone can pay what you can and that's 5.30 till 9.30. I just go online and book it a minimum of a pound. So if money is an issue and you know you want to see the show, just go on the Friday evening and you just pay what you can afford. Um, I was going to propose as my favourite the Marina Abramovich at the Royal Academy. For those who've not heard of her, she's Possibly, well, she is the world's most famous living performance artist. She's a Serbian artist, has been working for over 50 years. Uh, and so her name is quite famous. So it was it was really good to see basically like a retrospective, really, of, of the 50 years of, of her work. And one of the things I found surprising was that this is actually the first time that the Royal Academy has had a solo exhibition dedicated to a female artist in its historic galleries ever which in 2023, it's just like, wow. So in terms of its significance, I think that's one thing to note the first time they've done it. And actually, I really liked seeing it in that space as well. I thought the space really added to the, the yeah, drama. No, the, the space was was fantastic. And the fact, because so much of it is video to have captured yeah. the performance, you're in quite sort of gloomy rooms. It's very, very theatrical. Very theatrical, and I think that really works. So, I mean, what I liked about it, I think, so you you go in, you, you walk through this um, room, which is the artist's presence. There's pictures of Marina's face and then pictures of all of them, many people in New York who queued up just to sort of sit opposite her and stare at her. Um, but what I really liked is when you went through that and you went into the room where it was um, one of her earliest works, which was uh, where she had a table of um sort of 30 or so objects from pleasure to pain so there was cake and kind of feathers and and then through to knives and guns and uh when she performed this work she had a little disclaimer you can do anything so the idea was she didn't even know what would happen and um you've got then videos of what was happening so there were people getting her to hold a gun up to her head you know people cutting her um and it was really really powerful i was really shocked um and for me that really summed up like a lot of what her work is about and actually the fact that it came across in a gallery space i think without it being performed was was quite was quite amazing yeah um so 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 uh, so bits of it i found really emotive especially about her earlier work um, which was exploring really the, you know, the kind of well, the limits of the human body and human endurance, and very much using her 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 body as the as the piece as the vessel. Oh yeah, you're um, very very aware of Marina Abramovich's body from beginning to end. Yes, definitely. I know you've got opinions on this. So I thought this. I thought the the room with the giant screens that you could weave through, which were like above life size close-ups of her face and her and Ulai doing sort of pieces together so Ulai was her partner for a number of years um was really intense as well because it was like really overwhelming so I really enjoyed those maybe I should ask you what you thought about it I enjoyed it and I enjoyed the theatricality of it and everything but by the end I was overwhelmed by Marina Abramovich's extremely attractive face you, which had been in my face, but ten times life size, for a long time. I was, I was at the end. I was quite pleased to step away from her. Well, this was quite interesting. There was one bit of text on the wall, and I can't find it to find exactly what it said. But it, it said about something about her not being traditionally attractive. And I'm just like, um, are we looking at the same woman here? Yeah, because no, that's exactly what I thought. I thought, attractive. who, who, who are you kidding? Yeah. So no, but I, yeah, I thought. I don't think that bothered me because I think that her work 
like I said, it was so bodily. It wasn't to do with like necessarily her her kind of attractiveness and 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 the things that she did. I think what is interesting though is to to go to your point is how much of the work works without her, because it's very much her and her life and her performances. Um, and now obviously she's um she's still around, but she's performing less and that things that she's now got an institute and she teaches people her methods. So if you visit at certain times through the exhibition, there'll be live re-performances of some of her most famous works. Yes. Did you walk through the naked people? They, the naked people weren't there. No, the, naked pe- the naked people were there when I was there. But and so essentially you've got these two, you've got a naked man and a naked woman and they are facing each other in a doorway. And in order to go from one gallery to the next, you need to walk through the extremely narrow gap between the naked man and the naked woman. Therefore, eyeballing either the man or the woman, whichever you're choosing to waft your bottom up against the other's genitals. Um I chose I chose not to because I also had a huge bag that day. <laughs> that I had, my, I had my laptop and goodness knows what in it. And I couldn't see how I was going to go through without, yeah, basically without hitting one of the people. So, this so is I, quite... I chose to walk around the side like a coward. <laughs> Well, this is quite interesting. So it's Imponderability, I think is the name of the work. And uh, when it was first performed, it was her and Ulai. And you had to walk through. There was another way. And she's re-performed it since. And again, has you've, there's never been. So this is the first time she's given, as you call it, the coward's doorway where you can walk around. <laughs> um, but no, because their performances. One tip I would give is if you're visiting is the first thing I did is go to a room guard and ask them what time are the performances and where are they? Because you can look online, but I promise you by the time you'll get in there, you'll forget. Um, so when I got there, they said, oh, these two are happening. And happening now and this is when they finished so I actually rushed to those two and captured them and then came back but they didn't have imponderability so I'm going to go back just to squeeze through some naked people yes well they say that um it's the you never see the same exhibition twice because there are different performances going on all the way through so you never know which one it, you know, it's extremely unlikely that you're going to see exactly the same performance and because it's a live performance it will be different so it is it is an exhibition which does bear visiting over and over again which is which is great yep. if you've got ra membership but otherwise quite pricey <laughs> yes definitely it's, it is one but i think if you can revisit you like you said you'd experience it so the moment they've got the um work ongoing where um it's recreated when she lived in a in a space for 12 days and it said like how long she was allowed to sleep for how long she was allowed to, how often she should go to the toilet when she should shower so they've got three artists um doing that so I do want to go back and, and see and see that work I think it is quite interesting seeing them reperformed because it's whether they've it, it's whether they still keep that intensity or whether you know the reason that those works were powerful was because it was her and it was part of that journey yeah so and it was new and it was new, exactly. Yeah. So, um, for example, when I was there, I saw um, there was a woman, and they're naked, by the way. All of these people are naked. Obviously. Um, obviously. So uh, if you're bringing – I wouldn't say this was an exhibition for children in particular, uh, you know, um, and um, or even if you had teens who were a bit funny about nudity, you know, it could be a bit – if you, you know <laughs> – you're, you're a mum and you take your teen son, he might not want to stand and watch like a naked woman in front of you. Yeah, so or, or, 
brush brush through a gate created by two naked people. Exactly. No. Um, so, um, so, but I think it's I think it's great to see those works in that space and to think about her work and her legacy and also performance art as well, because there's been such a turn away for it over the decades. And the fact that she's, you know, that has been her work and her calling and she's stuck through that through time. Yes. Um, so I would, I would say, I would say I really, I really enjoyed this. Okay. Well, if you want to go see it, it is on at the Royal Academy until January the 1st and tickets are £25.50 for an adult and the art fund will get you in half price. Okay, so which one shall we go for next? Oh, I think that next, it's one that um, you and I differ on, shall we say. It's Treasures of Gold and Silver Wire at the Guildhall Art Gallery. I loved this. Tell me what you loved about it, Catherine. I will too. Okay, that's what. What it is, is it's this year is the 400th anniversary of the Worshipful Company of Gold and Silver Wire Drawers. And this is an exhibition of the best that they've produced in that 400 years, really. Uh, It's a lot of embroidery and textiles. I love, I love embroidery and I love textiles. There There is the only surviving garment worn by Queen Elizabeth I. There are beefeater uniforms there are sort of bits that hang down from trumpets that are sort of in, embroidered in immaculate incredible 3d gold detail there is the the present cope cope is a big a big shawl big big cape uh of the bishop of london so he's the Bishop of St. Paul's, essentially. And they, it's embroidered with all the city churches in gold. And it's still used. He, well, it's currently used. He wears it for high days and holidays. It's, I think, absolutely incredible work. If you are interested in the craft of embroidery and weaving, it's just amazing. So I went to see this and the reason I'm glad I saw it, I thought the, I thought the objects were amazing. Like you said, there's so much history um, as well as the items that you've mentioned. There's also um, Charles Dickens' first uh, only remaining suit. Uh, it's his, 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 his court dress. His court dress, sorry. Yes, sorry. Use the but, correct terms, Vicky. Um, <laughs> uh, but then also you've got, if you're into film, they've got outfits from The Crown, uh, the first, I think it's the first series of Crown, possibly yes, the Yes, it is, because it's, <laughs> it's her coronation dress. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that they've got the ballet outfit as well by uh, Darcy um Darcy Bustle. That's yes. it. So, in, so it's got the film, and then it's got contemporary jewellery um, as well. Yes, because so that's the, what that's what wire is used for now. Most of all, is to yeah. make the jewellery. Yeah. So I, I loved it as a kind, of, and also they have bits about how it's made at the start as well, the technicality of how it's drawn and things. Um, so I really, really liked what was in there. And if you like history and British history, or you like sewing or anything to do with textile, I think you'd love it. What I what I struggled with was I just thought the presentation was re- really did not match the standard at all. It felt quite amateurish in terms of um, the way that it was put together and this and uh, and that sort of thing, which was a shame. I think it it just kind of yeah I think that I think that that let it down which was a shame because the object's incredible the stories are great 
it just as an exhibition, I think it was just slightly lacking, which is why, um, which is why I'm a little bit on the fence about it. Yes, yeah. It's on the other hand, it is only ten pounds. It's um, it's on until the twelfth of November, and you're also then into the Guildhall Art Gallery, and you can go and see the um, uh, the Roman Amphitheatre underneath it. Yeah, absolutely. Lots, so, lots of reasons to go and see it. There's lots of reasons, and they're whole. They're running um, family activities. They do. I think it's the second Saturdays. Uh, they do um, activities every month, and they're going to. Uh, this one, for example, is going to be themed on um, on gold and silver. So that's another good re- uh, good excuse to go if you want to go with kids. And I think it's also half price for national art pass holders as well. Yes, I think it is. Yes. So, so, so yes, yeah, so there's, and then, I mean, this is why I think this is quite an interesting conversation because sometimes we're like, yeah, these are our six, we know. And this one, it's still emerging. There's still loads to see. Um, and so, and also you've been ill, I've been working. So I think we're going to start comparing notes on maybe things that we haven't had a chance yet to see. Yes. So what, what's, what's next on your list? Oh, I was going to tell you about the Ellen Atsui at the Tate Modern, which I saw yesterday. So I, this is the new Turbine Hall installation. I was going to go and see this on Monday, but was asleep, so oh. so so didn't. But I saw them setting it up last week, so I've I've seen a little bit. <laughs> well, it's so it's called Behind the Red Moon. The Turban Hall installation, it's its a huge honour to get it. It's an annual um, special commission by an artist to fill this uh, enormous cathedral-like industrial space. Um, and I think it's always something you should see. Like every year, it's its you know, it's free. You get to see maybe an artist you don't know about. or And, and also just the scale of it is such an important commission. So... Uh, and everyone's always got their favourites and people will always say, oh, I preferred this year. But I think I think you should always go see it for yourself. But so this one, I, I just popped in yesterday with not very high expectations. Um, and I was actually blown away uh, by one particular part in, in particular. So El Anatsui, he's uh, a Nigerian artist who works with recycled material, basically metal, uh, metal bottle tops and other parts of metal to create these um kind of canvas almost Curtains. like 3d yeah like sometimes you see them more on the wall as like canvas and they're very abstract uh and and that sort of thing so he's used these material to create three works he's called them three acts within the turban hall space so as you go down the ramp the first one you see is, is a giant red and yellow sail which is almost like it's been almost billowing towards you and he says this is because the space really reminds him of a ship. And his work, part of the reason that he uses these materials, um, a lot of them are alcohol bottle tops, is because of the relationship with um, alcohol and the history of the transatlantic slave trade. So, you know, that people, um, you know, were, were, um, were transported and then produced sugar, which was then made alcohol and then brought to the UK and then brought back to Africa. So it's this kind of legacy of the transatlantic slave trade, this triangle. And when he makes them, and, and the ship, obviously, and that significance in that. So, but when you walk in, it's quite high. And, and what I like about the works is they are beautiful, they're abstract, but they've got such detail in them as well. 
the second uh, part is called The World, um, which is these kind of fragments. And to be honest, I didn't really see it. It's something that you might need to spend a bit of time. I think you need to go up to the bridge that goes over. You do, I think. Cause they, yeah, I've, and then, I've, I've seen on Instagram, so it's almost yeah. as good as seeing it in real life. Yeah, that, but to uh, be honest, you've probably got the better view. <laughs> that you, you walk across the bridge and at some point you align and you see... The red moon. <laughs> Which, um, yeah, I did not, or the world, potentially. The world. I think it, is. it is the, the world. world. Yes. It is the world. It's okay, the world. so you see yeah. the world. Um, but I just did not see it at all. So um, so do spend the time trying to find that that viewing post. But the, the, the one which really hit me, it's called The Wall, and it's at the very end. Uh, and it is literally ceiling to floor and then some monumental black work and uh and it's just absolutely stunning first of all the size and the scale of it it just dwarfs you but also the way when it hits the floor it's almost like a like a wave um or you know kind of some mountainous scene and 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 it's so tactile you can get uh, currently you can get right up next to it and uh, and it is so tempting like I did see people come up and kind of shake it next to me because they couldn't quite believe what it was made of and and you can really inspect there's all of the letters and the detail of these bottles um and each one is then hand stitched with copper wire together and you just look at it it's like the biggest sequin work you've ever seen so talk about detail and and you know and, and craft and workmanship it's just amazing um and then when you go around the back then suddenly it's this silver lace delicate piece which um, has got giant like you know uh, sort of holes like I said like a lacy structure almost like a honeycomb and it's almost see-through from the back so suddenly you get a completely different um, a different oh, very thing. clever it is it's absolutely beautiful um like I said really quite humbling and uh and it, it, again it refers to water um, and the importance uh, of water in this story that he's trying to tell. But also uh, it relates to uh, a mythical African king who built a wall um, to try and, uh, you know, um, subjugate his uh, his people, and then that was destroyed. So so there's kind it of... Never, it never goes well, the building of walls, does it? Yeah, build a wall is, you know... No. Uh, yeah. No. So, so, so anyway, I... I, I loved it. I stared at it in quite some detail for quite some time. And uh, you've got loads of time to go and see it. So <laughs> it's it's on until the 14th of April, uh, 2024, and it's free. Let's move off down to South London, down to Dulwich and Rubens and Women at the Dulwich Gallery. I really want to see this. Please tell me more. Uh, it is essentially, it's 40 paintings by Rubens of women. Uh, but when you say you, the term Rubenesque means a slightly, should we say rounded, a rounded lady, I think it's, is, is how uh, Rubenesque is um, interpreted. You're seeing women that he painted who are either patrons, and so therefore they are wealthy, and he paints the, his patron, patroness's paintings, they are Powerful, powerful, beautiful women dressed in full finery, not a Rubenesque fold anywhere. And he paints his his wife or his wives and his daughter, and they're just tender, tender depictions of people who he who he loves. Um, and then, so his his first wife dies, and then 
he's single for a long time. Then he remarries a much younger woman and he suddenly starts painting. He, he's, he's got his mojo back and he paints her massively. He's plainly besotted with her. And she is, she's depicted as the Virgin Mary, various saints. She's always, she's, she's always beautiful, but she's also very powerful in her description, in her depiction. So I, yeah, I think it's just an amazing exhibition. So it kind of smashed some of those ideas about what Rubenesque meant then. Did you have the traditional Rubenesque paintings there as well? Not so much, really. No, no, there weren't. There weren't the re, the reclining nudes. The sort of. I mean, obviously, there are some reclining nudes. Rubens and Women is on at the Dulwich Picture Gallery until the twenty eighth of January and costs sixteen pounds fifty. But that also includes entry into the main collection. So, and this is where I think we were like, which what's going to be our number six? And so maybe we could just quickly talk about some of the ones that are in the running and, and maybe our listeners can decide for themselves what's the sixth one they want to see. Yes. Um, I'm going to throw in Julian Knox, which is Chorus in Rememory of Flight, uh, which is at the Curve Gallery at the Barbican. Uh, this just really surprised me. It's kind of film meets performance poetry and it's his look he he goes on a journey throughout Europe to meet people of color and explore what their blackness means to them and he create but he weaves them all together some of them are poets some of them are dancers choirs he meets quite a few choirs and it's all woven together with this beautiful refrain of we are what's left of us and it's just got a mixture of humor and joy but also you know challenge and but it's 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 very lyrical it's very poetic and it's free so i would if you are in the area i would say go look at it you can apparently watch them online but the way that it is in the space works really really well it's a very um, beautiful space yes it is and they've really given it space in itself they haven't crammed too much work in and it's it's on three schemes it's like a um it's like a video triptych uh, and there's plenty of space to sit and just take in this this work. And like I said, I had no expectations with that and and, uh, and really enjoyed that. And but, that's on until the 11th of February 2024 and it's free. But you do need to set aside quite a chunk of time. I think that the, the full length of video, if you're going to watch it, is about one and a quarter hours, I think. And what else would you throw in the mix for number six? I really liked Mother and the Weaver at the Foundling Museum, which is... Uh, it's work from the collection of Ursula Hauser. And Ursula Hauser is one half of Hauser and Worth, the contemporary art gallery. So her collection is very contemporary. Everything that's been selected is about women and mothers and children. It's not only confined into the basement gallery where the Foundling Collections special exhibitions usually are. It's goes from the basement right up to the very tip. So it interacts with the story of the Foundling Museum and of the collection, which was founded by Hogarth to actually support the work of the Foundling Hospital. I saw this yesterday and I really liked the use of space, like you said, and the fact that it, it started to interact. I, I mean, it was really nice finding the spider inside the, the historic room, which had been oh, moved from the absolutely. original one. 
Um, I thought that one, that piece in particular was a, was a real surprise and delight. There were there were lots and lots and lots of spiders, lots and lots of Louise Bourgeois. Is that how you pronounce her? Spiders everywhere, and that costs ten pounds fifty. But you get entrance to the whole museum, and it is free if you're an art fund card holder because I saw it for free with my art fund card. What's next? Have we got more? Oh, actually, one that I really, 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 really want to see, but hasn't opened yet, and I will be away for its opening, but we'll see it, is Matt Collishaw Petricor at Kew. I am so excited about this one. I love his work. It's just so imaginative and surprising. And, uh, yeah, and, yeah, I, I think he's got one of his um, zeotropes. Is that what they're called? Yes. You know, the sp- spinny. So he does these works where they're scenes, which when he spins them really fast, they animate themselves. And I think he has one of those, which I absolutely love. So I am so excited. I'm going to the preview, so I will tell you all about it, Catherine, next time I see you. Looking forward to that. B, that will be included with the £17 entry into Kew Gardens and can be found in the Shirley Sherwood Gallery. Is that it? I think that's it. We've seen a lot more, but I feel that you know we've reached our time, and there's 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 more episodes to come. So absolutely. So there you have our selection of exhibitions that are on currently in London. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Exhibitionist. We've loved sharing our thoughts with you. Thanks so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this show, please hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. Let us know what's on top of your visit wish list. You can find us on Instagram at The Exhibitionist Pod. Or me, Catherine, at Cultural Wednesday. Or me, Vicky, at Museum Mum. Music is Positive Hip Hop by Maxco Music from Chusick. Catch you next time on The Exhibitionists. Until then, stay curious and enjoy those cultural adventures. <laughs> <laughs>